Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I have the opportunity to introduce special guest Melanie Yates to the show today, best-selling author and neurocoach. Melanie has mastered how to neutralize the pain of emotions that keep us stuck or hinder us from moving forward into change. For over a decade, she's coached hundreds of people, helping them turn their lives from misery to happiness through one-on-one coaching, seminars, and videos. She doesn't just talk the talk, she too wants walk the walk. After decades of self-defeating behavior, Melanie found the power within herself to awaken the spiritual truths, leading to powerful life lessons. Because of her struggles, she learned tricks and tools to manage her emotions and create a joyous life. She now shares these truths with others, living their lives in pain and numbness, who don't realize that love and happiness are within reach. Her website is happyjoyousandfree.org, and it's with great pleasure I welcome Melanie to the show. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here and to meet you. Thanks, Jason. Same here, same here. I want to ask you, how did you begin your journey doing neurocoaching and spirituality? Well, pain, of course, what makes us do anything, right? We have to be in so much pain, we're we're ready to try something different. So that's what happened to me. I was in a lot of pain and I was using, you know, alcohol and food to self-medicate and I used work as a distraction and I was going a million miles an hour and I just found myself over and over feeling kind of lost and depleted and um, wondering how I was going to get out of the um, that cycle of self-medicating because that's the <laughs> only really thing I had was to um, push it down. You know, I, I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. So my coping me- mechanism, my surviving um, mechanism was just to push it down and to kind of pretend like everything was fine that I guess that was my that's I think what I kind of learned growing up I don't know even if my parents necessarily taught me that but it just seemed like life told me you know just you know pull your bootstraps up and pretend like nothing's wrong and just you know pretend as if or fake it till you make it you know we hear these things and it's like okay so I just kept trying to um put on a good face, right? Until I got to a point where I was terrified walking in and into work that someone would ask me how I was. <laughs> I didn't, I literally didn't feel like I could lie anymore. It was like, if somebody asked me how I am, I'm just going to let them have it, you know? <laughs> um, and I couldn't fake it anymore. I was just, I really was miserable. And of course, I blamed everybody else. I blamed the job. I blamed 
the marriage. I blamed my relationships. I blamed anybody but me. I, I never knew how to take responsibility for myself or what my feelings were. And I really was good at running away from it. What do you think in terms of your own relationships in your life that when you had learned to finally master your own emotions and work through your own internal conflicts, how did your relationships with others in your life, the closest people to you change? And, and what do you remember about that experience? So I used to think that when, um, you know, that we only have control over ourselves and that there's no way to change or control somebody else. And, you know, I, I still believe that we only have control over ourselves, And yet we can change other people when we change, because especially someone who's close to you, they have to, it's like the butterfly effect. If I completely change, I'm affecting the people that are around me. And so what I realized is that I was, I was experiencing some toxic behavior in my relationships and, you know, it was, it was equal, you know, someone was, was doing something to me. I was doing it back. Right. So, um, the games, <laughs> the games of the relationship, passive aggressive behavior. I know them very too well, unfortunately. Absolutely. Cause that's because when we're unhealthy, that's the only thing we know. That's the only way we know. And so, you know, when you get healthier, you do better. You, know, <laughs> you, upgrade. Really, you get to upgrade. Yay. So that's what kind of happened to me is um, I started working on myself and I realized that the people around me started changing too, because they had to, they had to adjust to, I wasn't getting in the ring anymore. <laughs> if, you know, someone blamed me, I just hopped right in and said, I'm going to blame you back and I'm put my dukes up and let's go. Right. And so there are people who are like that. You see them when you're around them in a store or if you're in a certain environment where they pop in and you're like zero to 60 in two seconds, hold up, hold and, up. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what also happens with people is we get addicted because there's kind of like a high yeah. from getting involved with somebody like that. And so it's like we're addicted to these behaviors and these feelings. It's almost like, you know, we tell our brain um, through our behaviors, it's like almost getting like a prescription. Like we take a thought to our brain as a prescription and then it deals it out. Like, you know, um, and, and we start feeding off these behaviors. And so, you know, you'll see people who are looking for a fight. They're like, bring it on, come, just, I dare you to say something to me. You know, I, they want it because we get addicted to that drive and that there is a high with, with these feelings. Even anger gives us, um, you know, it really, there's chemicals. It's fight or flight. It's like fight or flight. Our heart rate goes up, our, our palms get sweaty, our eyes kind of condense when you're angry. You can Absolutely. torture your face, yeah. It gives us energy too. So someone who's depressed would rather be angry because that actually gives them energy to get out of bed, right? So yeah. anger vibrates at a higher level of energy than depression or sadness. I can understand that. I can understand that. I'm not around that kind of energy very much, thank God. I I, I don't know how people can function in that kind of an environment if you're in a family and, and one of your members of your family has that all the time. I had that as a child. With my grandmother, she had depression, but I'm talking about people who are like in your life right now through the, uh, through the pandemic and everything post-pandemic. I couldn't imagine living in a house where somebody is like that and trying to deal with them. What suggestion would you give someone listening to our show right now who has a family member, they're forced to live home with their family, they lost their job. It's like a multi-generational situation, grandparents, mom, kids, grandkids maybe, who knows? What would you say to somebody who's living in a house with somebody who's toxic and negative and can't express their emotions, but they take it out on others and they just, you just want to cope and exist and survive and, and keep the peace, but it seems impossible at times. Well, I would want that person to take responsibility for themselves. And so I believe that boundaries come from the way that we feel about ourselves. So if I really care about myself and I really love myself, boundaries with people who are angry and not treating me the way I want to be treated actually come naturally. 
But the, the thing is, is that we usually don't have the confidence. We don't know how to stand up to people that we're afraid of. Um, I was in a relationship that I was afraid of the person. I was even afraid to talk and, um, and it, it was, it came to a point where the way I got out of that was raising my self-esteem, building up my confidence in who I was and loving myself is what actually got me to realize that. I wasn't willing to be treated like that no matter what, no matter if you're my parents, I'm not, you know, um, you know, if it was, sometimes we give a a free card or like, you know, get out of jail card for like a spouse or a parent or a sibling, right? So we might let them get away with treating us bad because they had a bad day. Well, and they have a title, right? Like I wouldn't let us, like I might let my my spouse get away with having a bad day and treating me bad, but a complete stranger, I'd be like, heck no, you know, I'm not gonna let- You'd be going in the ring. (laughs) Well, hopefully not, but- I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) But I, you know, I'm basically really to every question, the answer is always love. And yes. I really feel Correct. like you have to cultivate that love for yourself before we're able to love other people. And, and that love for yourself automatically makes those boundaries that we, there's so many books about how to have, set boundaries and, and being in a situation where it's either terrifying or it's unhealthy or it's unsafe it really starts within us because you know why we end up staying in a relationship like that is because we think we deserve it. We don't really believe we're good enough to have a healthy relationship. We don't really believe that I deserve someone treating me a a certain way. And, and what happened um, that the book for agreements really taught me about why an abused woman will not leave, you know, her abuser, or even if she does get away, she'll come back. And he talks about um, this bar of self-talk and that we don't let anyone talk to us less than the way we talk to ourselves. And someone who's willing to take a beating has such low self-esteem, has such self-hatred for oneself, they would be willing to take a beating. So that that's how hard, that's how far down the scale people can get with their self-talk. And you know, I know they don't set out. I know that woman that's being beaten is not, she's not trying to hate herself. You know, she didn't set out. That's not, that's not something. That wasn't her life goal. <laughs> that's not a life goal. Thank you very much. It's not, you know, we, <laughs> We don't want to hate ourselves. We just don't, you know, that's not something to, to look forward to, you know, it's just as life happens. um, And this is the crucial part of managing our emotions, because if we don't manage them, these kinds of feedback that have come from teachers or parents or abusers or just media, social media, bullying they they stick around and they and they keep feeding our brain these thoughts and then those thoughts produce these behaviors and then we're stuck and we don't feel like we're getting the results we've always wanted and so that's why I I just feel like you have to start with where you are we always want to start okay where am I right now and just you know, I think a lot of times it's hard to ask for help. I think it's it's hard to be honest with ourselves and we have to start somewhere. And so with my clients, I'm we always start where they are. It just, you know, if they, and the way I measure it is how much love do I have for myself? How much self-esteem do I have for myself? And wherever that is, we're going to meet you right there. 
and we're going to start there and then we're going to start dreaming and planning about where we would like to be. Um, and sometimes it's so hard to even know what that looks like because we're so deep in it that we can't even imagine, um, you know, being as happy as, you know, someone that we see at work or an acquaintance or, you know, who knows, even the supermarket clerk can be pretty <laughs> happy and go lucky. It's like, how did she get so happy? You know, so. let me, you know, that's an interesting point. You raise that because too many people think they're so trapped in their life. They're trapped in their relationship. They're trapped in their situation. And I think what you're raising is a great point. If you really love yourself, you should be able to get yourself out of any situation that you feel trapped in. Because in reality, if you love yourself, you're not going to let yourself stay stuck like that. Yes. But how do we, how do we love ourselves? How do we get unstuck? And so my thing is EFT tapping helps neutralize negative emotions. And the other thing that happens is we we're so afraid to feel that, you know, we self-medicate. I mean, I used alcohol for years, so I wouldn't have to feel, so I could numb the way I felt out. And I think, um, you know, once I took the alcohol out, I mean, I started feeling all these feelings that I had been pushing down for so long. I mean, it was horrible. I hated it. Um, and, and I, I needed a tool to kind of help me shift. So, you know, the thing, the, the cool thing about tapping is that it's, it's just a general term, um, because we're literally just tapping on endpoints of the meridians in the body. And these, um, you know, we're tapping on these points while saying statements and focusing on the stress or the challenge or whatever's going on in our life to kind of shift the energy just enough so that we can do the next indicated step. Like, you know, people have so many great tools, like, you know, writing in your journal or taking a walk. We could be so stuck that I can't even write about it. I can't even walk out the front door because I'm paralyzed with fear, stress, depression, you name it. Um, and especially with the pandemic. I mean, right. people were trapped in their houses and what they, what, um, even for me, I realized that like some of the things that I was using as a way to vent stress, like going to the gym was closed. Yeah. You know, it's like, now what do I do? You're right. You know? um, and it's this, just this big shift of like, okay, this is how I used to manage my emotions. And I mean, I need to find something quick to deal with it, you know, because there's so much uncertainty. I mean, uncertainty brings up all kinds of stuff, all kinds of emotions of fear. And, um, and I think the biggest one for self-esteem is not feeling good enough. So it's that feeling of worthlessness mm. and somewhere, you know, um, along the line in life, it usually can start as far back as our childhood where somebody told us it wasn't good enough. And it's like, we just like stuck this piece of paper on our chest. And depending on how many times you went over and over and over it, you know, you built basically a neural pathway in your brain that thinks you're not good enough. Like scar tissue on the brain. <laughs> you damage your brain and your scar tissue and you got to break through it to get some new programming in there, right? Some new thought processes that will take hold and create better habits for yourself. That's exactly right. I've never heard anyone call it a scar tissue, but I think that's, that my, that's excellent. That's my word. Actually, I got to say, I must have brought that from my other guests a few months ago or a few weeks ago. It's like scar tissue is good because it means like if you get damaged or if you're hurt emotionally, the scar tissue. And while we're talking about this, I'm just thinking of negative thoughts it can create scar tissue in the brain. Like, you know, I think about it, you got to break that stuff down and break it apart and, and peel back the onions, the, the, the layers of an onion, so to speak. Right. It's like, it's a process and that's what you do. You that's coach people through that process. So it's the, the expression neuroplasticity where we can literally heal your brain and 
the way that we do that is through repetition. Um, consistent repetition of training the brain. We're basically rewiring the brain to think differently. So um, tapping kind of helps us try on new thoughts. You know, it helps us do that kind of thing. So um, it gets us back on track. You know, I mean, usually, uh, you know, a negative emotion or a negative thought can just kind of get us on a detour and we, we lose sight of our dreams and our goals. Waste time when you're stuck in that, in that rut, right? Negative emotions, especially during the pandemic, I felt negative emotions and you're right. There were days when nothing was going on. You couldn't leave the house. It was hard for me to get out of bed. I just felt paralyzed, like because of the, the despair of what we were dealing with last year and looking at life now, I feel like more empowered than ever because I feel like for me, um, after I got my vaccine, for example, I felt empowered after that. I didn't feel like I was trapped in the house anymore. I'm still taking precautions and stuff, but I felt alive again. And I hadn't felt that way for over a year. And it was, it was like crazy. It was a resurgence. And um, I don't know how, how, you know, your clients that you've been working with, you know, during the pandemic and stuff remotely, but how you found their common stressors and how you can help them. It's beautiful that you can do that because you're a healing modality right? I mean, tapping is a healing modality and neuroplasticity and all that stuff is teaching people to live a better life under the circumstances. And I think that's a blessing. And Jason, you know, one year is a long time to feel that way. And you have to undo it. (laughs) It's a long way. It's it's a long time. And, And that's, I think I just love helping people. That's basically Um, you know, I told you I got into this business because I was in pain and someone helped me. And I thought, wow, more people need to know that there's a tool out there and that everybody has the power within them and the answers within them to get where they want to be. And, um, you know, I believe that God gave us that, you know, and so, um, anyone can learn how to, rewire their brain. Anyone can learn how to tap into the answers that are inside of us. And that's kind of all I do with my clients. It's, it's um, asking the right question to get the right answer for them. So I'm not telling them what I think their answer is. It's, it's uncovering their own answers that are inside them. And a lot of my clients learn how to ask themselves the questions that I ask them and, and they're able you know, they don't need to see me anymore because they've figured out a tool and a solution for their life to get through those rough patches and get through that like stinking thinking to get to the other side and, um, and, and feel better and be able to enjoy your life. You know, I think that um, when I was in all that pain, it really had to do with, it was like self-inflicted misery, you know? I have this, um, this mentor. I love when she says this, it's like, if I am not the problem, there is no solution. That's true because you could solve a lot of, you can control a lot of your internal emotions and feelings. If you really focus on it and, and dedicate yourself to changing. If, if you don't, if you don't acknowledge that you're never going to heal adequately. Right. It, it really has to do with taking responsibility for ourselves instead of pointing the finger at, it's the pandemic's fault, right? Because I think it's easy to be like, I hate the president. I hate the pandemic. I hate wearing masks. And it's easy to point the finger it goes. that it's them that are putting this stuff on me, right? And we play the victim so easy and so well. We want the pity, the pity party, right? Yeah. And then we put ourselves in a negative place where the emotions are there and you're just devoid of any rationality. And you're stuck in a negative thought loop for who knows how long until you get unstuck from that. Okay. So tell me, Jason, why do we like to be in a self-pity party? Why do we like to be in a self-pity party? I think it's because it's easier to put blame on our, or feel sorry for ourselves or want other people to see us as a victim, have the victim mindset than it is to be accountable for your own actions where you may have contributed in part to either a relationship failure or self-esteem issues or self-love, whatever that is. I think that you have to be more accountable to yourself and, get yourself out of the pity party zone because no one likes a pity party. I don't think, right. you, you know, Friday night, we're not going to invite people over, have a pity party, right? 
who would show up? And if they show up, then they're glut- then they're then they don't have good self esteem because they want to sit there and put up with it. I think people want to be around somebody who's happier and adjusted and doesn't point the fingers at everyone but themselves. So we play the victim and we have the self pity because it gets us attention. We we recruit allies, right? Like you said, I come I, on my I, side. Come to my team. Yeah. Come to my side. Come to my team. We'll all have a pity party together. We'll all feel sorry for ourselves that we have to wear masks and stay at home and we don't have a job, right? So it's like that's that is one choice. That is a choice, and it worked for a lot of people, right? Because that's what people were doing. But really, all it is is an excuse because there are people that had the pity party during the pandemic. And then there are people who made money, who made the pandemic work for them. They accepted the circumstance and they made it work for them. So instead of being a victim, they were a victor. And it's all about perspective. And so it's like, how can we live life's, uh, you know, live life on life's terms? Like life is always going to show up. None of us, absolutely no one gets out of this life without pain, without sorrow, without grief, without death. It happens to everyone. No one is unique here. You know, um, it's so easy to play the victim. Like no one understands if you had my childhood, you know, you, you know, we come up with these excuses and these stories. We all have these (laughs) stories. Narratives. Right where we are. And (laughs) okay to have you can keep your story if you want it's just the facts are and the science is behind it that you can change the way you look at life the way you look at the world if you want to it's true very true how do you help your clients with unwanted behavior like to get them to change their habits Yeah, that's a good one. So um, I was going to give whoever on your podcast, they can get a free gift from me. Um, You go to coachmelanyfreegift.com and you will get this series of um, videos that talk about how to set a goal and, and why America has stopped setting goals and why we don't even bother doing, you know, um, New Year's resolutions anymore. I mean, people have just straight up stopped setting a goal. And that's really sad. And it breaks my heart that people have given up because we give up because we try, we really do. We, we, we try and then it doesn't happen and we don't know how to get to, we don't know how to get there. And so it just feels like failure after failure. Why would I even set myself up for that? You know, some of us don't even know how to set a goal. You know, sometimes we set too big of a goal, you know, so the beauty about having a coach is that you have accountability. So I think accountability is a huge part of it is, and the other part is putting an investment. So I'm paying somebody, I am investing in my growth and my knowledge and my learning by investing money um, in myself because I'm worth something. You know, when I put money into myself, it's because I love myself enough. I think I'm worth it, you know? Um, so I think- that you are. <laughs> ah, so, so I wanted to give that as a, as a gift because that really helps kind of- um, Thank you. Talk about exactly- how to get started. And um, it talks about visualization. It talks about getting a feeling and, and, and rewriting a new story about what your goal is and how you're going to get there and how to achieve it. Um, I'm a big fan of vision boards. And so um, I have a huge one in my room. <laughs> that is awesome. And I use it and I use it every day. And I am very mindful what I write on my vision board, because usually those are the things that actually happen over time without me even realizing it. I'll put stuff on there and I'll be like, oh, wow, that actually happened last week. And I didn't even notice it, but it's all about when you get up in the morning, you look at it, you visualize it, you meditate on it. I do it at night before I go to bed. I keep myself grounded when I'm in my room that that's my focus when I'm there to make that my vision board for real. 
That is awesome. So that's kind of um, a great way to get people started. I think for me, uh, I use tapping and releasing emotions and tracking emotions. Can you um, give us an example of tapping for our audience? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So basically, um, so we'll just do stress because everybody can relate with stress. That word is, uh, you know, and because you're just listening to my voice, I'm gonna, um, I, I want you to be able to, you know, repeat the words after me. I'll tell you where we're gonna tap. But the thing with tapping is you want to rate your stress right now. So I want you to think of something that you're stressed about. It could be a relationship. It could be money. It could be your health. And I want you to think of one thing that uh, kind of narrow it down of uh, the one thing that you're stressed about. And then you're going to take that stress and you're going to rate it from a one to 10. So 10 would be, it's really stressful. One, not that much stress. You're at peace, right? No stress, feeling great. So do you have your number, Jason? Yeah, I'm saying seven or eight on one of my situations. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to tap on the karate chop point, which is um, on your on your hand, on the side of your hand, just like you were going to karate chop, you know, a piece of wood, right? So it's on the side of your hand by your pinky on the side of your hand right there. And so we're going to just tap. It's You don't have to do it hard. And the other thing I wanted to tell people is that you cannot do this wrong. Um, <laughs> the intention is to shift energy. Um, you know, when I think of acupuncture, acupuncture uses um, the same energy system, the meridians, and basically the meridians are um, a a flow of energy. If you've ever heard the word chi, right? It's like um, this flow of energy that is all over our body. And what happens is when we've had a trauma or we have a negative feeling, it can get stuck and it can block the flow of energy. And so what we're doing is we're just we're shifting the energy, we're releasing the energy to, to be able to move forward. So your intention is a good intention, right? It's, it's a healing intention. It's, it's out of um, love and acceptance for ourselves that we're, that we're doing this tapping and, and we're not using needles, right? So you might be able to you might be able to do a needle wrong, right? <laughs> you know, I can yeah. <laughs> you might put a needle somewhere wrong, but this you can't, it, it's not, um, it's just tapping. And I've even gotten uh, results from just visualizing tapping these points. So sometimes people feel like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. And um, this is just about trusting yourself and um, kind of connecting with yourself too. I think a lot of what I do is helping um, everyone touch base with their selves and have a relationship with themselves and connect with their energy, their power within that I believe we're all created with. And um, so, you know what I'm thinking of? Yeah. I want to add two, two when you do this and you're tapping, I feel like you're consciously shifting your focus from whatever's upsetting you and keeping you stuck. It calms you. In my opinion, it's almost like it's the opposite of fight or flight. You know, with fight or flight, you get kind of around and, you know, you get all up. When you're, when you're reversing that, you're calming yourself. I think it kind of de-escalates, it calms you. Is that accurate with what it can do? Oh, absolutely. So right, they've cool. actually done studies and proven that cortisol levels lower after tapping by 50%. And we're not, we're talking about three minutes or less of tapping can reduce cortisol levels by half. That can reduce an episode of stress. That's that's exactly when we're stressed, cortisol is being released. So wait a minute. I have to ask you a question. It's like a relief valve mechanism, relieve the pressure. It's here and here and everything inside. You don't need anything outside of your body and your mind to do that's cool. It is cool. It's really cool. And the one thing I like about it is that anyone can do it. Kids can do it. It's simple. 
it's, it's easy. You can look up how to do it online. There's tons of people out there. YouTube has tons of different, um, tapping there. There's so much out there. <clears throat> so it really does like the research has shown that tapping relieves anxiety, depression, phobias, PTSD, weight loss, <laughs> cravings, addiction, physical pain. It really, it, it can do a lot. And you figure it changed your tire? I'm joking. <laughs> it sounds, I mean, I, I, I agree with you everything you're saying, by the way, because I know it's, a, it's an amazing healing modality or, or a pressure reducer. What about um, sleep? You know, yeah. We, we're a nation that can't sleep, and, and the pharmaceutical drugs that are being prescribed all the time for, because people can't sleep. Um, this tapping can help you sleep because it's, it's, reducing the cortisol levels. It increases dopamine and serotonin, which those are the relaxing hormones and chemicals that come out of our brain. So it comes down to this, just by tapping to release, you know, stress and other emotions, we're able to build a better relationship with ourselves. And that allows us to be better with other people. And um, I've just found that when I feel better, I, I act better and I do better. That's phenomenal. And actually, I think if there's anything we could do to help each other manage our stress, I mean, why the heck wouldn't we do that? Right. I mean, we know the dangerous effects of stress on the body, the mind, the soul, the spirit. Why not reduce stress? You'll reduce a lot of anxiety and a lot of negativity in your life and others. Because there's people around us. We're not in a vacuum. And I tell my clients to do it in the bathroom because we all go to the bathroom. So it's a way to kind of be screwed around it implement by kind of treating your brain that when I go to the bathroom, the door is shut, no one can see me. And it gets you into a habit of tapping and it only, it can take even 30 seconds a day. If you were consistent, you would notice a difference. Can you, uh, 30 seconds. Can you show it on video? Like just give us a run through of a 30 second tapping thing. Sure. Okay. So you're going to tap on the side of your hand right here and you're going to say, even though I feel this stress, even though I feel this stress, it's okay to have my feelings. It's okay to have my feelings. Even though I have this stress, even I have this stress, I'll allow myself to have these feelings. I'll allow myself to have these feelings. Even though I have this stress, yes. I'm willing to let it go. All of this stress on the top of your head. So you're going to Keep tapping and you're gonna tap on the top of your head, all of this stress. All of this stress. And then you're gonna tap on your eyebrow and you're gonna think about all the stress that's been going on. <laughs> then you're gonna tap on the side of your eye, all this stress. Then you're gonna to move to below your eye all the things I have to do cause me stress. Then you're gonna make a C with your hand and you're gonna tap below your nose and below your bottom lip. If there was just more time, I wouldn't be so stressed. Then you're gonna tap on your chest all this stress from all these expectations <laughs> keeps me wound up. Okay, then we're gonna go back up to your head. All this stress. And you're gonna think about the stress that's going on. I think I'd feel better if I let it go. And so then you're going to tap on your eyebrow again. I wonder if I let this go, I would feel better. So then you're going to tap on the side of your eye. Even though there's so much to do, I can choose to be calm. 
Then you're gonna tap below your eye. I can choose to let this stress go. Then you're gonna make a C with your hand uh, below your nose and below your bottom lip. I can choose to be happy. I can choose to let the stress go. Then you're gonna tap on your chest. Right now and right here, I have enough. I'm gonna have you say this with me, Jason. I yeah. have enough. I have enough. I am enough. I am enough. I do enough. I do enough. Okay, so then you're gonna kind of shake your arms out and you're gonna take a nice deep breath in and blow it all the way out. Okay, so I want you to go back to what number you had on your stress. I'm at one. one to ten. <laughs> I'm at one. I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you exactly what my observation was doing. Amazing, by the way. I'm going to start learning to do this part. You, uh, it's like having a, a tire that's filled to the max of pressure. When you tap and you do the affirmations and you let time play through, you're relieving that pressure of your stress in the body and the mind and the soul through the rapid, you know, tapping but the mantras help and it kind of makes you rationalize that you were upset over something that wasn't even something that you could do anything about right now. And it probably was my situation. And so it's like, what am I doing? Why am I wound up? For what reason? This is what tapping did for me just now. That is awesome, Jason. I think, you know, you were, you're open, you're receptive, you, you wanted to feel better. Right. So yes. all, all those things definitely play a role. Um, now, sometimes it, it's okay if the emotion goes higher or stays the same, because basically the reason why we always want to rate it before and after is because it gives us feedback. So there could be a reason why it went higher because you, that means it's actually a good thing because it means that you really got into the feeling you're really feeling it. And so the worst thing that you could do would be to stop if it went up because the, if you kept, if you keep tapping, it will lower it down. And sometimes I'll do a couple of rounds of tapping. We just did like two rounds, which is really quick, but yeah. sometimes we need to do um, a couple of rounds and you can usually lower the points by one or two points per round ish. Okay. Um, just depending on how upset somebody is, um, or how much they pull it into their brain. Like some people um, have learned how to detach from their feelings. It might be harder for them to get the benefit of this because you, you get the benefit by being in touch with the feeling and acknowledging it and-, and You know, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. When you bring that up, that sounds foreign to me that someone could be detached from their feelings. Like, I think that would be a traumatic experience or years of wearing someone down that they become detached like that. Um, in terms of your work with people who have those kind of issues, how long does it usually take you to work with them as a coach and help them get back in touch with their feelings? And you might have to have other counselors help you too. I'm not sure, but how is it usually a pretty involved process or is it something that this tapping thing could over time teach them some coping methodologies or reduce that type of disconnect? Okay, well, I will tell you that I have more than just the tapping modality. In my yeah, life. yeah. I use all kinds of stuff. And so I'm kind of a scientific brain anyway. <laughs> and so I need logic. You know, when I first learned um, how to overcome a lot of this stuff, I needed um, tangible logic things for me because um, so a lot of my male clients, Sometimes that seems like that those could be the ones that have a harder time connecting with feelings because men have been taught don't feel anything, don't cry, don't show that you're because it's a weakness thing, right? So men are kind of programmed to shut to shut it off. And not to mention that, um, like I said, I was shut off because I was self-medicating. So there's a couple different things that can play a role in why we're not 
in touch with our feelings or why we're not connecting with our feelings or why we've shut off from our feelings. And yet there's plenty of other ways to go around it. So I, I've had a client, it, it's rare, but I've had clients who didn't like tapping and didn't feel like they got any benefit from it. And we just used other, other ways of getting to what was really bothering them. And, and that's okay. There's, there's plenty of ways to kind of transition, but it always comes back to rewiring the brain, retraining the brain. So in a logic, you know, logically question patterning is another really good tool where we question thoughts and we break it apart so that we can see the, the, the facts from the lies. And so that's a real logical way of figuring out what's wrong with you, <laughs> so to speak. You know what I mean? Is getting down to that. And I'll have people do a lot of writing if, if they don't respond to tapping. Because the whole point is having a tangible result. I mean, I've found that, uh, you know, America, we're like, we want things. Instantaneous. We want things yesterday. And so it's important. And I think that's another reason why people don't want to set goals or achieve goals is because it takes too long to get it. Right. And so if we can break it down into smaller goals or we can break it down into tangible results and tangible. Oh, okay. I noticed that when I did that, I felt two points better, you know, and you can actually, we have a way to um, record it. We have a way to actually see the, the tangible result. And that actually inspires us that, Hey, maybe I'll do it again because that worked. I can see that very clearly. And I think from your vantage point to, to do this kind of work is so powerful because you could touch and help so many lives and you can really simplify things. I feel like you take complicated scenarios and you help people through these methodologies to simplify their stress and understand things from a more rational point of view where they don't get overwhelmed and stuck. I feel like you're like the, uns, you know, you're the resolution to the, a lot of these situations that can help. And I appreciate that. It sounds pretty amazing that you have worked in mastering this stuff. I want to ask you one question. If you were looking at yourself today and you look back 20 years ago, what lessons would you share with your younger version of yourself that you wish you could impart based on what you know now? You know, I, I think the best words of wisdom would be don't give up because you can't, I, I wouldn't want to change what I've been through because it's made me who I am. And it, and, um, you know, I have goosebumps right now because it's, it is such a gift to have been through what I've been through to be able to help others that I know I'm not the only one that's been through challenging circumstances and, and things that were hard. And, and I, and I would tell that girl, beautiful girl, you can do hard things. And um, that's what I would want to tell anybody who's listening is that you don't have to ever give up and that there is always hope. And that I know that there's, um, you know, a power greater than us and I choose Absolutely. to call it God, but you can chew it, 100%. to call it whatever you want, the universe. Um, but there is a bigger force out there that, that wants the best for us. And so, um, and, and I find that when I believe that, I have more hope than if I didn't believe that. You're right so about that. I think if we can, if we, you know, to wrap it up as far as um, whatever the question is, love is always the answer. <laughs> it's true. I mean, when you think about, I, I usually will tell people on my show that love is the common denominator on a lot of our problems. It's a, it's a common denominator in relationships within ourselves and how we respect one another, how we appreciate each other, even through society, right? If we had more love in our society, starting with the individual level, working up to the macro level, a lot of these issues that we struggle through um, globally and individually, and even by your locality would be, would be less than, it wouldn't be as severe at all. We'd have a lot more harmony and balance, probably the way it's intended to be. Absolutely. And, and, um, and I think it's about, you know, I, I went, I feel like I got to go through those circumstances so that I could help others. Um, and you have a deepness to you about that. Yeah, that th this is what life is all about is, um, you know, 
learning how to love ourselves so that we can love one another. And, and what a great place this world would be if, if we, we all had that, you know, we all could be in that place. And so, you, it's, you know, it's interesting. I'll tell people um, when I pick up on people from the other side um, through my mediumship stuff that I do, that they all say that love connects them to us here. So love's the umbilical cord between us and our deceased loved ones. I call them always deceased loved ones because that's the, what keeps us connected. So if anyone's grieving like a loved one, it's love that that keeps us connected to who who we are when we cross over the other side and our loved ones stay here and we can we can communicate with each other that way. That's why mediums can talk to deceased loved ones. That's why people have dreams with their loved deceased parents or whoever, you know, it's all connected. Love is the focal point of which all revolves around. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I uh, know. Hey, listen, I want to thank you for coming on the show because everything we're talking about right now is so relevant in what we're dealing with as a society and what people are dealing with individually. I have a lot of clients come to me and they tell me that they're so overwhelmed. They don't know how to cope with themselves. You know, they have relationship stress, job stress, financial stress, worry about the future. And it's nice that we could put an episode like this together because I think it's just an extra opportunity. Anyone who tunes into this is going to have, they're going to be doing this, you know? I hope so. Yeah. They'll be happy. And they can start getting introduced to these ideas that there are um, reset buttons when you get stressed out or there's a, I'm trying to think of it, if it's relief pressure. I'm, I'm, I wish I had the right word for that. Like at this time of the day, I, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank, but the, to release the pressure off a person, tapping is a great thing. Your other methodologies that we're talking about, self-love, confidence, liberating yourself from negative thoughts. All these things I think are, are vital and pivotal for us. Absolutely. And, I wrote a book um, last year. I wrote a book, Happy, Joyous, and Free. Yes. Love your life no matter what. And that that book was kind of my um, my way of sharing with the world my experience. And um, and that's what I really want for people. I, I wish um, happiness, joy, and freedom from the bondage of self. And that no matter what comes up, that we we can love our lives. And um, and that's my, um, you can get my book on Amazon, uh, digital um, or paperback and Audible is coming out. And then um, my website is also happyjoyousandfree.org. And don't forget my gift that I'm giving out. So absolutely. Yeah, Coach Free Gift. What made you come up with the title? Because I love the three words and I believe words have meanings and values. And so when you say happy, joyous and free, I mean, it's amazing. I love, I love the, the title. What made you come up with that title? Oh yeah. I love that title too. I just, I just feel like those are the three words that describe my life. You know, I mean, I, I think happiness can be like a choice and, and, a, and a feeling and a state of mind, but it's really, um, and, and sometimes we're not always happy, right? Because like bad things happen or when we're, um, in pain, it doesn't feel like I'm happy about the pain, but I've found that I can still have joy and freedom, even when life isn't going my way, right? Because <laughs> as soon as life doesn't go my way, I can feel irritable and discontent, right? Definitely, definitely. Let me ask you this, looking at what you've done and everything you've accomplished, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Oh, well, 10 years from now, I would love to be, um, you know, speaking on stages to large groups. People. Yeah. I see that. I can so see you doing it. That's my thing. I just, I just want to, I love people and I want to spread, um, you know, my spiritual solution and the things that I've learned to cope and, um, and have a great relationship with, you know, the God of my understanding myself and others. And I just, I just feel like there's nothing better than that. And I just want to spread, spread the good news to anyone who wants to listen. I, I could see you doing videos. I could see you doing podcasts of your own at some point in the future. Um, my little take on it. I think you're going to be doing a lot of this stuff in the future. I think you're going to write more books. I think you're going to get more notoriety and I think you're going to get a lot more exposure. So you will be busy up and down the West coast first, then you'll go towards Chicago and New York. And I feel like you'll be pretty busy the next five to 10 years of your life. So from my vantage point, I think you've got a lot to, to do and a lot of time, I mean, you know, the time that you're going to have left and all the things you're going to accomplish, you're going to be like, wow, how did I do all that? When you look back at that span of time. 
Well, I appreciate you, Jason, and you are so sweet to say those words. And I feel like what you're doing here on your podcast is enabling people and inspiring people. And so I just appreciate you and just want to thank you again for letting me be here. Thank you so much. I have to ask you a last question here. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? Lion. All right. All right. <laughs> a lion or a jaguar. I always think jaguar. Um, but I like the way that a cat is um, unsuspecting. Always land on your feet. Always prepared. <laughs> right. Right. There's so many things about cats that, yeah. You got very strong energy to you, and I see you as a shepherd. You help people who are lost, wayward souls. You guide them in the right path and put them back on the direction of their lives they need to be on. That's how I see what you do. Thank you. I, Appreciate I, it. I may not be as elegant when I say that, but that's just my opinion, you know? Um, oh, you articulate yourself very well. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for coming on because I know it takes a lot to share your personal story and to put your book out there and just you know, the vulnerability associated being real and authentic is so valuable in our society. And the fact that you're, you're the real deal and you walk the walk, talk the talk, it's refreshing for me. I love featuring people like you on our show because of relatability, the, you know, you, you're very relatable. And I just, I, anytime you have something new to bring back, please keep my podcast in mind. I'd love to be an open platform for you. Absolutely. And I, I think the more we're authentic and sincere, it helps other people be more authentic and sincere. And so it's, you just got to spread it around and not be afraid to do it. And I think it really is empowering that when you do it, other people are like, well, she did it. You know, <laughs> doing it. And, and even having a podcast, you know, getting out, uh, getting out to the world, what you think is important, you know, you do it and people watch you and they're like, well, maybe I can do it too. So people watch us it. today. People are watching us in the future from this episode. They'll hear and watch us. And they'll appreciate our conversation because we're able to have a real talk about real things and not be afraid to expose our vulnerabilities, not be afraid to unstuck ourselves, right? I love your website because you're, you're, you use the verbiage I, <laughs> I independently use and I love it though because yeah. I, I can connect, I can connect. So yeah. for our audience, <laughs> you're out of Monterey, California, right? That's right. Excellent, excellent. And anyone across the country can reach out to you and uh, work with you virtually and by phone and through your website. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank great. You. I just want to thank Melanie for coming on the show today and sharing her very important take on how to reduce stress, how to increase happiness in our lives, how to, how to liberate ourselves from negative thoughts and do so in a way that can build confidence within ourselves. Think of ourselves as like stock. You know, people like to check the stock market and see their stock value. Well, internally, we have our own value to ourselves and we've got to make sure we focus on maintaining that value and building it, empowering it, and doing whatever we can to nourish ourselves. Melanie's program and her experience and her vast wealth of knowledge and wisdom, I think could be very helpful. Over a decade's worth of helping hundreds of people overcoming things like depression, anxiety, and mental blocks, and spiritual blocks, she's gone through it herself and she's transformed her life into an amazing opportunity for other people to learn from her experiences. So check out her website, happy and joyous free, I'm sorry, happy joyous and free.org. Check out Melanie's book. It's available on Amazon, happy joyous and free, and definitely check out Melanie. She's definitely gonna be somebody to pay attention to in the future. I know very certainly, and I'm excited about having her come back on for future books and future opportunities. Thank you for supporting the show. I really want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode and thinking of these ideas. Cause when we start to think of these things and how we can reduce stress in our lives, those are powerful tools at our disposal, right under our nose. Literally you could tap right here. I mean, by tapping and doing other mechanisms that positive self-talk and all these other things that are available out there, look into all the healing modalities that you can, you will likely find one or two that help and anything that helps nowadays is very valuable and powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay, stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind 
embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.